0: Welcome. I was delighted to be the guest of Deb Coviello on the Drop-In CEO podcast for a second time. In this episode that I'm sharing with you today, we're going back to my early days, how I got into the organization, time management, and productivity space. It was a long journey. We'll explore how to keep up with your tasks, especially those that repeat. We're going to explore Evernote for keeping your information organized, and you're going to come away realizing you have an important right, the right to forget about it when it comes to trying to remember all the things that you have to do. We're going to talk about letting your system do that for you. So we hope you enjoy this interview with Deb Coviello and I on The Drop-In CEO.
1: Hello, I am Deb Coveyello, founder of the Drop In CEO brand. And I just want to thank you for joining us on another episode. Week after week, I get to speak to amazing leaders who share their valuable insights and inspiration with you. I do hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to bring you amazing programming. And a sincere note from myself I am here to help the C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow, take control of their careers and business and get promoted and reap the goals that they want. So that is my sincere wish for you. But I also want to welcome onto my show, Dr. Frank Buck. Most people are overwhelmed by the amount of paper and digital information in their lives. And Dr. Frank Buck makes organization easy so you can increase productivity, decrease stress and enjoy life. Frank is currently ranked number one in the world by Global Gurus Top 30 in the time management category. He is also a public speaker, productivity coach, and author of Get Organized and Get Organized Digitally. Dr. Buck has spoken to audiences throughout the United States and internationally, and his mission is to help busy professionals achieve total control over their time and the peace of mind that nothing is falling through the cracks. Dr. Buck's nuts and bolts approach, along with his blend of content and humor, has made him a favorite with audiences and why I have brought him back onto the show. Welcome to the show, Frank.
0: Deb, it is a pleasure to be back. Thanks so much for having me. And thanks for everyone for tuning in.
1: And and thank you again. You know, for my listeners here, there are people along the way that sometimes leave an impact on you. And while our time together, the last time we spoke was brief, Frank left an, a lasting impact on me. He gave me some actionable tips that actually let me sleep at night. I was able to take things that I had to do in the future, but just knowing, write it down, put it away, and forget about it. And I got back peace of mind. And when I needed to act on it, I was ready versus worrying. So, Frank, you have made an impact on me. You're going to make an impact on my listeners. But just to bring others in, just tell them a little bit about yourself and the work that you're doing to help professionals.
0: Well, when I graduated college, I was a junior high band director. And I thought I would be doing that for 30 years. Um a dozen years later, I decided I want to run the whole school. Went into school administration, and so I was a um, you know really in the school business for almost thirty years. And it was during that time that I started seeing how important. Just simply being organized was, you know, well, you're, you're a band director. Well, you need to know a lot about music and being able to play all the instruments. Well, the musical aspect was part of it. But good gracious, so much of it was simply being organized. You know, I don't care how good a musician you are. If when it's time for that well-prepared band to go off to contest and the buses don't show up, because you forgot to reserve the buses. I don't care how good a musician you are, things just aren't going to go over so well. And, you know, I learned early on, you wouldn't believe how many little bitty things are involved with something as simple as putting on a junior high band concert. But I realized that if I nailed them all down one time, well, next time you do a concert, it's that same list of things. So the idea of, Identifying all the repeating tasks that you have, those little things that are going to happen every that you have to do every week, every month, every year, or every time you do that particular project, like a band concert, it, if you've got those in a system, you're not going to wake up in the middle of the night wondering what you forgot to do, and it made life so much easier. Uh, and then as I went on into school administration, that idea of being organized and being a good manager of your time, that helped so much. My doctoral dissertation was entitled a study of the time management practices of Alabama principles. And that's where I have born and raised in Alabama. So uh, that's why it was a study from that group. And that sort of launched this what eventually became a second career. Because as I'm reading everything that has to do with time management, you had know, to put this dissertation together. I'm realizing that there's a lot written for the business world, very little directed toward education. And hence a workshop came out of that aimed at educators. And that's grown and grown and then spread out into the business world. So after almost 30 years in education, as it let let me retire and give a whole nother career a chance to grow some legs. So uh, four books later, a weekly newspaper column, uh, the opportunity to speak all over everywhere. Um, you know, Here I am trying to make life easier for other people by helping them get organized, manage their time, simply be more productive and, and do it by giving people actionable things that, you know, we can say, oh, your time's the most valuable thing that you have. Yeah. Well, we all know that, but tell me how, what do I do to get out from all of this stuff that's around me? That's where I come in. So one
1: of the things that I appreciate about your story, and thank you for sharing that, is that we start our careers in one place where we develop skills and have an impact, such as you and the music and later in administration. But what I love, and for that professional out there that sometimes has a pause, a change, or a stop in their career, and then they say, what next?, they should look back at what did they excel at? What got them excited? What were those things that people went to you and say, how did you do that? You should reflect and think about those strengths because you never know how you can bundle that and bring it forward. And for you, helping others to gain back time, to do things with less effort, have peace of mind how noble and a bit your ability to repackage and rediscover and have that purpose that impacts so oh. many people
0: absolutely thank you Thank you so much.
1: And and the other thing that you said that I really appreciate is, you know, we have to give ourselves grace. We have to give ourselves grace for sometimes forgetting something. And even despite maybe leveraging all of the tips that you have, we sometimes forget things. We have to give ourselves grace because we are human. We have to acknowledge the fact there are so many things that we try to pack in a day. I just want everybody Mm -hmm. to take a moment and realize that we are 99.99% good and on our game and for that shortfall sometimes maybe even some tips from Frank are going to help us. So I would just love to go in a place now you recently wrote a book getting organized digitally. Tell us a little yes. bit what prompted that book after writing some of the others what was different what was what was the world asking for you from you
0: okay. Well I got a call from um the publisher that I had worked with before. And uh, she said to me, she says, Frank, with the pandemic going on, of course, the state of schools. If it had not been for technology, we would not have had school at all in so many places. So schools were remote. So many businesses were remote. Technology that had been important now became just absolutely critical. And so the question to me was, Frank, would you consider doing another edition of your book or a whole new book that just really focuses on the digital side of things? So I said, let's go for it. Let's do a whole new book. And I approached it totally different. My last book, Get Organized, Time Management for School Leaders, second edition focused on really principles that I thought would be eternal. The idea of when something lands on your radar that you have to do, that you write it down in some capacity. I mean, that could be on a memo pad. It could be in a paper planner. It could be in a digital tool. But the principle was, as soon as it becomes your responsibility, instead of putting it in your head, thinking, oh, I'll remember to do that. Or I'll write that down later when I get home. No, no, no. Right then, you put it in whatever your system is and at that moment, you earn the right to forget about it. I mean, Deb, you talked about forgetting just a while ago. See, to me, I think forgetting is a wonderful thing. I want to be able to forget all those dumb, dorky little pieces of paper <laughs> and all those little things that come my way. I want to be able to put them in a system that's going to feed them back to me at the right time so that I have the freedom to focus on whatever it is I'm doing at that particular time. Time. So the things I talked about in the in the second edition of that book are principles that I think if somebody picked up that book 50 years from now, I would hope they would find value. The tools would be different, but the principles would be the same. Now you might say, Frank, ooh, second edition of your book? Well, what about the first edition? Well, when I wrote the first edition, I went into great detail about uh, how to use your BlackBerry and sync that to Outlook, thinking (laughs) we would always be using Blackberries. Well, we (laughs) know what happened there. So I learned a little bit of a lesson. Now, this book, Get Organized Digitally, I said, let me go the other way. We know that tools are going to change, but the publisher has gone to a print-on-demand procedure. So in other words, instead of having boxes upon boxes in a warehouse, when they get an order, they print however many copies to fulfill that order. So I thought... It will be so easy to update this book as time goes along. Let me not worry about this book being right on target 50 years from now. Let's not worry about being on target a year from now. Let's talk about the tools that are right here today that I use exactly how to use them and give people that manual that's going to help them get up and going today, realizing that some things are going to change. They're going to go belly up. We're going to need to do a new addition down the road. But, hey, that's okay. So
1: let's go there. Now, some of us have grown up with a digital environment, a digital toolkit for which we think we're experts in. But then I too, I have a blend. I still have paper lists on top of my mm-hmm. digital lists. We are have the spectrum of how we have embraced technology depending on the generation or just the way we're wired. But if somebody were just to get started getting organized digitally... Where would you recommend they start or how to get set up?
0: A digital task list. And you could have one today and you could have it for free. I use Remember the Milk that you could get it. RememberThemilk.com. Oh <laughs> it's a it's a website. So you could get you know access it from the web from any computer. And then there's a companion um, mobile app that's free. just download it, use the same login credentials and everything that you enter into one. It just you know they just sync back and forth so that you've got your list no matter where you are. Uh, people who followed my work for a long time and hear me talk about keeping up with papers have heard me talk about The tickler file, having 31 folders, each folder representing a day of the month. So if here's a piece of paper I need to see again on the 16th day of this month, put it in folder number 16, you earn the right to forget about it. On that day, you pull the folder, there's all the paper you need to be working with on the 16th. Well, it's digital parallel is this digital task list. If there's something that needs to be done and it needs to be done on the 16th, put it on the list, give it a date of the 16th. You earn the right to forget about it on the 16th. There's your list. It's the same thing. It's the same principle, different tool.
1: So beyond just having your tickler list or remember the milk list, are there any other other things that you might propose that they do next?
0: The next thing that people need that they probably don't already have is a place for notes. Now, we've been really (laughs) good at digital documents for like the last 30 years. You know, we've had on our computer folders inside folders inside folders inside folders. And, you know, that's great to keep those documents. And we were sending email attachments back and forth. But there's a whole different arena out there. Of digital notes, information that you want to be able to access from anywhere, change from anywhere, search for from anywhere, share from anywhere, but it but you're not going to be printed out on an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper with one inch margins all the round, uh, all the way around. I kind of think it think of it as something from Grandma's day think of grandma and the wonderful smells that came from her kitchen. And those smells had their origin on little note cards and a little file box. You know, grandmother didn't type out all those recipes on paper. Each, each index card was a recipe because it was so flexible. But then when a civic organization decided to put together a cookbook, that's when she hauled out the typewriter. And turned a recipe into a document. Grandmother understood the difference between her notes and documents. We need the same thing in the digital world. So I use Evernote, and a little disclaimer I am an Evernote certified expert, um, which basically means i i i sought that certification because i just wanted to get better at a tool that i thought was amazing that i'd been using for years anyway and uh so i would i would recommend anyone just simply go over to evernote.com and create a free account and when people say okay well frank after i do that what do i put in it i say well all right here's a good place to start Let's create a notebook and call it personal information. Where do you keep things like your Hilton honors number, your Delta SkyMiles number, the code for the copying machine, you know, in order to get into it, the the code for the... For the lock on the gate at the neighborhood boat launch, your uh, the size for the air filter that you put in the in the air conditioner at home. We we've all got all of these little bitty pieces of information. You know, what shirt size does Uncle John wear? And people say, and they have sticky notes everywhere and just things. Re- so create a notebook called personal information, and then inside, create a note that just says A through C, and start listing all of the little bits of information, A through C. So there's my AARP number. There's going to be the air conditioner filter size number, my American Airlines loyalty number, and so forth. Then a note called like D through F, you know, M through, you know, whatever. So four or five notes, you got the alphabet covered. And so when you need to, Find whatever little, you know, it could be password. Of course, that may not be a lot of people say don't keep your passwords there. And I, I generally don't, but uh, membership numbers, especially, that's just a wonderful, wonderful place to put it. Um, another thing I do, you know, you read stories from time to time about salesmen who credit the success of their career to their ability to remember conversations that Mm. they've had over the years and the people that they met. But when you peel back the onion, it wasn't that their memory was all that good. It was, they had a good system. So after they had lunch with that person, they took a blank index card and they wrote information about that person and that conversation. And they filed that note card in a little, you know, a little metal drawer. And then the next conversation they added to that note card. So they had note cards about all of the people that they had met. And so they were able to go back to conversations from years before. Well, the 2022 version of that is in Evernote. I have a notebook called Journal. In, in my Evernote, it's sort of like, sort of kind of like a log in my life. You know, who are the people that I'm meeting and that sort of thing. So I uh, just, you know, create a note for that new person that you meet. Now, I, I know people will say, well, Frank, don't you have that kind of thing in your contacts? Yeah. In your contacts, you can put a name, uh, a phone number, an email address. And then you maybe have that one little line where you could put something about that person. But I want something so much more. I want the ability to... Go over and grab that person's um, headshot from their LinkedIn profile and put it in that note. So I remember what the person looked like and maybe a link to their uh, LinkedIn profile or even copy some of the information from that LinkedIn profile. And when we had lunch and they mentioned their children's names and their spouse's name and, and how they met their spouse in college, we remember all that information as soon as lunch is over. But my question is, how much of it do you remember a year from now? Well, with a with a system and a tool like Evernote, you've got a place to put it. So there are all kinds of notes in that journal notebook that are just simply names of people and that rich body of information about the things that we had talked about. And each new conversation, I just go bottom up and just just date them all. So uh, you know, we could you and I could go you know, five years without talking. And then I would be able to go back to your note Mm -hmm. and to any conversation that, you know, these are the things that we talked about over time. You'd be amazed at what, you know, um, oh gosh. And, and things like, you know, when you send an email to someone, well, we're pretty good now about week. we got a record of that. It's in our sent items. But what about when you sent that get well card or that sympathy card and it was handwritten? Are you going to keep any kind of that? So before I put it in the envelope and see Evernote syncs with your phone. So I just pull my phone out, go to that person's note and hit the little camera icon. My camera pops up. I take a picture of the card, but instead of it going just into the camera roll, it goes right into the body of that person's note. And, you know, and it's amazing when I do that and I see that, gosh, right below that was the card they wrote me two years ago when something special was happening in my life. And I do the same thing. Somebody sends me a nice card. I want to keep that go to their note, hit the camera icon, take a picture of it, and it's right there trapped in that note. And I don't have, I've never had anything that would do for me what Evernote does.
1: You know what, I think amidst all that you've shared with us, very, very actionable tips, because again, we've got great memories, but there is only so much we can retain. I will share that, Every person I've interviewed, every person, if you're listening right now out there, and I have had a half-hour conversation because I wanted to learn about your career journey and bring your content, there are notes written, handwritten notes on every one of you. I have scanned every single one of those notes, and I have saved them because when I meet with you again, and I do hope I meet with everybody again, yes. I am bringing up your notes because at the end of the day, it's not just the transaction, what did we agree to do, the follow-up but the fact that I somehow have a system to remember those things that were important we make a deeper connection with people and it all starts with getting yourself organized so Absolutely, amazing, yes. amazing points. Now, I want to move to something right now that may be current. I know we don't want to date these things, but it is summertime. Uh, and sometimes we might go on a vacation, God willing, get away, recharge, refresh. But sometimes, and you wrote an article on this <laughs> about dreading looking at the email after returning from a vacation and how to avoid being overwhelmed. I've been there, but you have Mm -hmm. some actionable tips around there that I think would be very valuable for our listeners.
0: Thanks so much. Yes. I, I, I think we all remember those times that we've come back and now there are 400 emails that have come in over that week or two weeks that we were gone. And knowing that that happened last time, all throughout our vacation, we're going, Oh gosh. (laughs) And, and, you know, and the thing about it is you're looking forward to getting back to work. You're recharged. No, you're ready to get back to the office and, and the people that you enjoy working with and being able to tell them about your vacation, but you open your email inbox and Oh my goodness, there, there it is. So, um, I actually wrote this particular article uh, with Brittany Naylor. Uh, Brittany is the senior community and education manager for Evernote. And so we published the um, completed blog uh, on the Evernote blog post and then also on my blog. So if you just went over to Frank Buck. Dot org clicked on the blog and you know it's about middle middle of, of the summer that you'd find it there but we talked about things like you know, we we talked about the flood okay so it's water and that sort of thing so one was um you know unplug the drain you know, if you've ever had a bathtub that's overflowed because water was going in but no water was going out so that during the time you're on vacation, now, you know, we don't want to stay in our email inboxes the whole time, but vacations also got to share a wait time. You know, you're waiting for the plane to board. You're waiting in line for this. You're waiting in line for that. And that's a chance to scroll through some of those, do some really quick replies, uh, forward some things to whoever is back in the office so that they can handle some of those and uh, so you're not hit with quite so many when you get back and then uh, and and we talk about some more things about um, the drain part of it and then the second thing is turn off the water so to do an out-of-office reply so easy to do you know it's not like people are going ooh. Frank's on vacation. Boy, am I going to make his return awful. I'm going (laughs) to have, he's going to be having to answer 15. No, people, people don't know. How are they going to know we're on vacation? Uh, So to have an out of office reply that says something along the line of, you know, here's when I'll be back. Uh, If you need an immediate attention, here's who you can contact uh, here's when I'll be returning email and give yourself a couple of days. Uh, once you get back before you've promised that you'll be getting on some mm. of that stuff because you know, people can go and get uh, information. They can get that information from somebody else. They don't necessarily need to get it from you. They just, Simply didn't know that you were going to be uh, um, out. Um, I have actually seen where people did some of this, and we wound up not putting this in the blog post. If you, but if you really want to go out there on a limb, you can just have an out of office reply that says, "I'm I'm out of the office until such and such a date. If you need assistance, contact this person. Uh, all email you're sending will be is automatically being deleted." If you still need me, re-email me on such and such a date when I return. That way you do have an empty inbox. And what you'll find is most people, by the time you get back, they don't still need you. They've (laughs) figured it out on their own. They've gotten with somebody else or it turned out to be just not that important at all. One of the things that
1: you also mentioned in this article that I thought was really interesting, because we can declutter, get rid of stuff, forward stuff to minimize, and then obviously set the expectation, don't yeah. bother me until I'm back. <laughs> but then just stuff comes, it's like, ah. Oh. I'm going to have to think about that. Oh, I'm going to have to set up a meeting. You know, I need to collaborate with somebody. So these things become gorillas on your shoulder mm-hmm. and they just come through. People just want to get them off their plate and send them through. And potentially you might lose some time on your vacation thinking about some of these new opportunities that like you just don't have the mental energy to give. What do you do when those come through?
0: Well, and the third thing that we've talked about in that article was for those emails, this is really going to take some thinking. So, but gosh, I don't want to just sit here in my email where I might accidentally delete it or where I'm going to be looking at it every day for, you know, I still need a place for it to go, so that it's not sitting there in my email. So, with Evernote, I have an email address, and all all Evernote users that use the paid versions, any of the paid versions of Evernote, uh, have an email address, such that when you forward an email to that address, it becomes a note in Evernote. Mm. And now, so it's sitting over there in your reference material where you can go and add your thoughts to that note, add the to do's that you want to do about that note, and then let forget it about percolate it. A little bit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and now you can get rid of the email. You know, I kind of, of think of the email inbox like the metal mailbox in front of your house, it's empty every day. Yes. You you go and you get the email. Nobody ever goes, checks their mail, reads their mail, and puts their mail back in their mailbox. Unless it's a bill. (laughs) Yeah, that that would be good. Yeah. 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 And so for me, my email inbox is a lot like that. Anything that's in that email inbox is there for one reason. It's a decision I have not yet made. Mm. It's the new stuff. And so when it comes in that, oh, this is something I need to do. Oh, I need to call Bob about this. All right. Well, right then at that moment, we need to create a task that says call Bob. Da-da-da-da-da. Um, oh, this is something that needs to go on my calendar. Oh, it's a party. Oh, Saturday, it's a party, 6 o'clock at the Jones house. I don't want to forget about that. I'm going to leave it in my email. No, 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 don't do that. Go over to your calendar right then yeah. and put that on the calendar. And in any management system, if you're using like Gmail and Google Calendar or Outlook Uh, uh, for your email and an Outlook calendar. There always are going to be ways to take that email and without copying and pasting or retyping to just turn that email into a calendar appointment. So many, yeah. 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 And, and and so the calendar events are now in your calendar. And like the information, the, oh, this is good information. This is a cookie recipe. And I love chocolate chip cookies. And somebody sent me this wonderful chocolate chip cookie recipe. I want to hang on to this. Well, that's great. But don't leave it in your email inbox. Forward it to Evernote and put it wherever you keep other recipes. By the way, having a recipe notebook in Evernote and each note in there is a is a recipe is a wonderful use for Evernote. And then and then it's all the well, I'm hanging on to it just in case. You know, it's documentation. You know? I'm hanging on to this email just in case I ever need again. Well, that's great, but don't do it in your email inbox. There's always a way to archive that email. And I have sat down with people with that. The record was 63,000. It was a magazine executive with 63,000 emails in his inbox. And we got him down to zero in one sitting. So much of it was simply saying, all right, look, let's take all these thousands of emails that you want to hang on to just in case you ever need it. Let's create one folder And drag them all in there. If you ever are looking for one, you can search that folder as easily as you can search your email inbox. You can search for it by date or by name of the person or by subject. Uh, And with Mm -hmm. education, uh, 52,000 emails. There was a central office financial person. And she said, I've got these 52,000 emails because I never know what I may need. And I said to her, now, out of those 52,000, how many of them you actually need to do something about? She said, well, these two here, these two that have just come in, I need to get back with the person on those. I said, "So so all the rest are just the just in case. So I said, let's do this. Let's put a check mark at the very top so that it checks everything. And then it asked a little question. It says, do you want this action to apply to the 50 emails on this page or the 52,532 emails in your inbox? And we said, click the 52,532. And then clicked the little archive button. And then we sat there for about five minutes. And then suddenly, boom. 52,000 so. to two it took about five minutes for uh, with that many for gmail to think and then all of a sudden there it was and she said well what happened to him i said we could just click over here where it says all mail and he would bring all of them back it would open up the archive so, so now you're looking for something go over there and search for it there
1: So this is so if nothing else gives you peace of mind, because those emails, those actions, those wherever they may reside, um, plague us. And drain us of energy. And if we can find ways to make things where they are needed when they need them easily retrievable, Mm -hmm. but also away from just like draining our energy, just knowing and feeling confident that when you need to action on them, they're there. These are amazing tips. And this is why I wanted to bring you back onto the show. I know that your book is also filled with so many things that people can leverage, but we want to bring this to a close now. And I just want to give you an opportunity for all the people out there that really value your insights on how to stress less and have more time to do the things they want. How can they best connect with you, Frank?
0: Easy. Come over to my website, frankbuck.org. Now, don't try and binge on the blog post. Uh, I've been blogging since like 2004. So there, you know, but over time, you have pretty much anything that you want to know. I've written about it. So you can search for Google Calendar or Evernote or Remember the Mail, whatever it may be. But the biggest actionable thing when you go there to start is get on my email list, because I'm going to give you two things just as a thank you for getting on the list. First, you're going to get chapter one. From Get Organized, the book that I wrote in like 2015. Uh, this can show you how to get your desk clean. We we mentioned the tickler file. It's gonna go into depth on exactly how to use that tickler file so that when people come in your office, your desk is clean. The paper's gone. And it's so easy. And then a few days later, you're going to get an ebook that I wrote on how to set up and use Remember the Milk. So all of those little one-time settings and where to find that email address that's going to let you forward an email right into Remember the Milk, uh, it gives that all of that to you. So you get those two gifts right off the bat. And then once a week, you get an email from me that's letting you know about new content that I've created, new things that I've read that I think other people will enjoy And um, then it it just kind of helps the two of us stay connected. And and like when I do something like this, when I do have the opportunity to be a guest on a podcast, it gives me a way to let other people know so that they can tune in and, uh, and enjoy that content.
1: So Frank, I am so grateful for this time we've spent together. I have come away with some actionable tips. I'm going to be checking out Evernote and a couple other things, but I just want to say thank you. I hope my audience has found this time together very valuable. They're going to go out and make their lives much more organized. Frank, I want to wish you continued success and thank you so much.
0: And that was my interview with Deb Coviello. Again, her podcast is called The Drop-In CEO. Go over and subscribe to it wherever you listen to your podcast. This has been Frank Buck, helping you get organized and make it look easy.